Hello, and welcome to another episode of the OWL Podcast. My name's Jameson, and on this episode, Jerry, Willie, and I didn't really have any topics we focused on. We just started talking about day-to-day stuff and then started reminiscing about our past. We tell some funny stories and just kind of shoot the breeze with one another. I hope you enjoy our rather unstructured episode, and as always, please feel free to contact us if you have any suggestions or topics you think we should discuss. You can email us at theowlpodcast at gmail.com or owl underscore podcast on Twitter. Or if you'd like, you can leave us a review on either iTunes or podchaser.com. And thank you for being a loyal Owl Podcast listener. It's 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 getting uh, yeah terrible. You're still going for B two B sales, right? Well, maybe. Okay. See what this other I'm going to see what this other person has to say. To be honest, with you. Nice. Sales is probably where I'll end up. But dude, you just the world's so goddamn weird. You just don't really know where you're going to end up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I never thought I'd end up in sales. No, like honestly, if you're just. It could be one of those things where five years from now, it's like, and that's how I got here. And <laughs> I never really thought about it until I sat down just now and told you, the man <laughs> on the parking bench that's sitting next to me, I would love a chocolate. Thank you. Yeah, those look like comfortable <laughs> shoes. <laughs> but no, it's just, um, yeah, I'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, this was this is still on Verizon, right? Oh, yes, yes. So um, Verizon for the past couple of years has been doing like a major push to acquire a lot of like small, medium-sized businesses. Like it started with massive purchases like five years ago. They, they did like a $4.2 billion acquisition of AOL. And then from there, they were just got to catch them all style. Just yeah. gobbling oh, yeah. up all them little pokey businesses. Yeah, that's um, in, <laughs> where my job is. They started with Fleetmatics and Verizon yeah. bought them out. So, yeah, yeah. And they just can't help themselves. Like, ah, oh, I'm gonna get more. <laughs> I'll take <Alia>. Monopoly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they have like a drone business. That's yeah, a bunch and of it's weird growing. shit. They're just yeah. into it's getting more and more obscure. They're like, yeah. you're into weird foods? We've got that. Yeah, yeah. you're into buying <laughs> tiny <laughs> children? <laughs> We've got that. <laughs> Verizon hosts over 400 food trucks, independently operated. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember buying them, honestly. But uh, here we are. But they're turning like quite ramen. the profit, if I do say so myself. That's fantastic. <laughs> and you in... get Disney Plus, right? If you're a Verizon. Yeah. Yes. W- with the higher tiered and limited data packages, you get a one year free subscription to Disney Plus. Damn. Verizon's now buying deal. Disney. How oh, great. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> We're in the entertainment yeah, business now too. How awesome! <laughs> if you could, if you could even fathom a number for like what it would take to be like Disney, we want to buy you. Oh my god! How much? All the tea in China, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously, like what ridiculous number would it have to be? Like, well, you mean where they would just be like, would okay, they just purchase sure. what Fox for like ninety billion or something stupid like that? Right. What is they the purchase- most? What's been the biggest sale of a company? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I know up there was Verizon buying itself back. It bought back the uh, 45% share that Vodafone held. That was years back, probably like 
16, if I was going to accurately guess, and that was a 40 – God, what was that? It was like 40 to $50 billion. No, no, no. It was <laughs> shit like 90, like something. An imaginary sum, like, you know, Brazil. That's okay. what we want. <clears throat> yeah. As of October 2019, the largest ever acquisition was taken over – was in 1999 was the takeover of Man's Man – or – Man's Man by Vodafone AirTouch PLC at two hundred and two billion, three hundred and four wow. billion adjusted for inflation. That's uh, a that's a number. Yeah, Pfeiffer appears in the list as the most times with the three entities, for a combined transaction value of two hundred and forty billion. Whew. Yeah, that's a big. Oh, did I just? <clears throat> I, I thought I just hung up on you guys for a second. No, you're still there. But you're. You're still here, so. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, yeah, is it Hangouts that we're using right now? Uh huh. Okay. I thought they were going to retire Hangouts. Was I imagining that? I thought so too. Yeah. Did that just <laughs> never happen? <laughs> Did they just forget? They're like, well, we're supposed to shut that off. Ah. Well, it ain't broke. I'm gonna grab a beer. Yeah, it's 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 wacky. That's honestly like I just, it'd be kind of fun to get into the corporate side of things because man, you don't do nearly as much. Yeah, it's not production based, so you can just have an like you know a, a non production job, which literally is just doing whatever the fuck you're doing. You know, it's not moving units. Yeah. I don't know what I want to do next. So Disney it's... bought Fox with all of Fox's assets. I think like 73% of their assets is what it's looking like here at $52.4 billion. Jeez. How much did it buy Avengers for? Uh, that was part... Oh, let's find out. The uh, Marvel acquisition. Uh, Marvel... Probably like <laughs> 10? Imagine the merger... Walt like Disney Company announced a deal to acquire I Marvel Entertainment for only $4.24 billion. Huh. What were you saying, oh, Jerry? I just started laughing. I just can't wait to see the crossover with like Mickey Mouse and Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy! Oh, oh. <laughs> got a really good one. Hook him up! Or no, that'd be goofy. Yeah. We're going to hook him up, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> you bet! Oh. <laughs> That would be quite the uh, thing, and then Jack Sparrow shows up for no reason. Because why not? <laughs> Pay no attention to the alcoholic boatman. <laughs> and then Vader's going to be there too, because you know they own them. Yeah, yeah, we bought you too. Dance. <laughs> Wait. What? Oh, oh, I was thinking like Super Smash Brothers. But oh my god, just one battle royale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Captain they really America about ready to That'd fight Steamboat Willie. Just Wolverine going and just murdering Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> like a Mortal Kombat style. Yeah. <laughs> just Mickey in the background. <laughs> Finish him, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, shit. I would like it if we got, like, an MA rating. Like, just 
horrific, like unbelievably violent, but still very cartoonish. Yeah. So it's just <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> game, the gameplay is astounding, but it will haunt my nightmares. The next Kingdom Hearts is going to be pretty fucked up, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. How is Kingdom Hearts? Have you guys ever played it? Yeah, it's great. Really? I only played it once. Yeah, it's great. Highly recommend it. Am I the only one who's actually on video? Yes. Yeah. It uh, turn that kills shit my off. bandwidth. Your bandwidth? Yeah. I, I just run it on LTE. It's freaking fantastic. What kind of phone you got? Uh, Pixel 3 XL. Oh, nice. Dude, it's glorious. I fucking love this phone. Yeah, is there, is there a bad phone out there right now? Um, the new iPhone is awesome. The new the Galaxy 10 is cool. Dude, the 10's processor, what they've stacked onto that thing. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it reads it, it reads like a gaming computer, and then the notes are a year ahead of the galaxies. Oh, nice. Oh, they're disgusting. My buddy, um, he went to a metal concert, a uh, younger kid at the office, and he came back and was showing me video, and he's like, dude, look at the video he shot. Uh, he had a Note 10 Plus. It was like professional grade. Like ten to fifteen thousand dollar giant cameras that you see them filming concerts on. Yeah, it was self stabilizing, self light correcting, and it perfectly augmented sound, so nothing sounded distorted. It was oh nice, unbelievable. Yeah, dude, it was unbelievable. I was like, what am so I watching? It it's amazing. It basically ran the concert, just kicked the DJ out. It's like I've got this. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing. I yeah, can shut do it on my phone. So I know nice. more than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like honestly, just the quality of what they're producing these days is—it's unbelievable. I'd say probably the shakiest thing would be like your lower end. LG's fallen off quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, I meant their V series is always good, but one major software update and you have no idea how they're going to act. Hmm. I mean, we don't even sell them in the store anymore. <laughs> What's the point? We, well, you defill them. That's it. But like, seriously, like you have the V's. I think I've sell. I can count on both hands how many LGs I've sold in the past year. Jeez. Yeah. Out of thousands of transactions, that's that's pretty nuts. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what is the topic of today? It's a great question. Yeah. Are we just idle bullshit, or what's going on? Well, I don't know you, what is going on in the world. Didn't you send that article about like a bunch of different possible topics or something like that? And I thought one of the cool ones would have been like uh, assisted death or whatever. Not cool per se. But... Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys ever thought um, about like killing somebody? <laughs> that is a cool idea. That's happening. <laughs> Radical. <laughs> well, guess what? You can go to school for that now. It's great. Yeah. Well, they booted Chuck E. Cheese out of town. Maybe we can um, use that mascot to start pushing euthanasia. <laughs> What's well, the last thing you want to see before you die? Yeah. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese guy. Just those animated robots death. performing right there on the top of the stage. Just, oh, I wanted to die in my, <laughs> in my house surrounded by family. <laughs> this pizza's not bad, though. <laughs> 
Could you imagine how delightfully awful that would be if they say, let's say, passed it in Colorado, but like, let's just say the guy who wrote the legislation was just a real dick. So he reappropriated a bunch of animatronic robots from a defunct Chuck E. Cheese, and you had to do it in a room with the slow acting poison as they played like just this, a series of, of pizza related jingles as you slowly drifted away. <laughs> just one after the other. <laughs> And there's always some loud, sticky kid's birthday party in the ball pit, like five feet away from your hospice bed. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's not a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, nobody, nobody's formed a business model on it, so... You guys in? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find that article. So Jeffrey Epstein? <clears throat> well, he clearly didn't kill himself. So. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. You mean like what's what's the story on it? No, like I, I all of a sudden like I saw a bunch of memes. Oh, pop so up. there was a uh I'll have to google this to find out like make sure I'm not misquoting the story, but basically a coroner uh came out saying that like the pressure that was per, you know, basically put on his um his windpipe uh doesn't come from typically suicide it comes from uh typically like forced strangulation <laughs> so like mm. and that's that meme i sent you you know with like how to prevent suicide and that guy coming up behind you and choking out have you have you also googled uh, his uh cellmate no dude, oh the the bodybuilder Stra- yeah dude strangly like, feet yeah he's crazy big and <laughs> strangly <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> You're always safe to take a nap with strangly Pete by your side. <laughs> um, I posted this on uh, Twitter the other day, and I said, what's your biggest concern in the world right now? Maybe we can do a podcast on it. And somebody replied back with the decline of America's global power and leadership, which is uh, happening because America chooses weak leaders. And then he uh, posted it. sounds like an NPR thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, today on the program we have... <laughs> <laughs> from the American Institute of Enterprise. Thank, thank, thank <laughs> like you for having me, Jerry. Like some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just woke up from my nap, so I feel like I'm perfectly prepared to uh, speak on this subject. Bore you to death, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just straight up like uh, Parks and Rec style with that guy with the really soft voice. <laughs> know, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. And now we're going to play a combination of jazz and blues. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. Well, they are lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to? <clears throat> Fucking work. Fucking yeah. work. Fucking work, um, man. I've been researching uh, different schools for uh, like coding. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, I think I found one that I I'm interested in. Um, but man, there's a lot of them out there. And uh, I don't know. There's a huge demand for it. Yeah, that's the thing. It just seems like there's a big demand for it, which is kind of nice too. Um, mm-hmm. They're not necessarily cheap, but upfront. But when you think about like the long term potential of it, it's actually pretty damn cost affordable, which is kind of crazy. Like they're averaging anywhere between ten to fifteen thousand dollars for like a six month boot camp. But then, you know, like a lot of the times the turnaround is you go right into. Not bad. Well, you go right into a field that's anywhere between like 60 to 80 K, 
you know, per month. Or well, per I bet you a lot of those schools are sponsored by the very businesses that are looking for people. Probably. Like, hey, man, we didn't have to pay to onboard you. You paid to train yourself. Yes, I will absolutely give you a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, onboarding people and training them is far and away one of the most expensive things businesses do. Like, it's it's wild. And if you have somebody bought in with some debt over their head, they're going to stick around for a couple of years at the very least to, to pay their overhead off. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Man. <clears throat> That's yeah. cool, though, buddy. Yeah, so I'm looking at possible career change because, oh, I'm not going to name my company, obviously, but uh, they, uh, they're making a lot of changes that are uh, – that are just basically saying like, hey, you want to move up in the world of, well, I'm not going to want to say the name of the company, but we basically have to move to their headquarters, which is in a state that is basically the shithole of the United States, and I do not want to move to said state, so. Florida? No, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. So. Woof. Yeah. So. But yeah, other than that, that's uh, that's kind of what's been going on with old old Jameson over here. Can you at the very least tread water until you're comfortable to jump? Like, is your position going anywhere? My position is how is one of the more secure ones in the company for yeah. sure because you know there's my department is one of the smallest yet one of the most like I don't relied know, upon Rel- necessary. Yes, relied upon. That's a good way to say it. It's a very valuable. Um, yeah, position within the company that, like I said, there's only one, two, seven people in my department. So, <clears throat> and those seven people have to basically take care of like 35 buildings. So something that can't easily be sourced out without an exorbitant amount of cost. And there's other places where they're looking at cutting that are much more efficient places to cut. <clears throat> so... Yeah, that's the kind of work that if you try to contract it out, it's really hard to recoup savings on. Yeah. Just have a handful of guys in-house that know it front and back. Well, and like I said, there's other positions within the company that they could easily just be like, this can all be done online. We can seriously cut this, you know, particular force in half, you know, and we'd save a buttload of money. And then there's other ones that are like, why do we have these many people running these different things when one person could be running that, you know, two different, you know, locations. So does the business you work for, uh, the company that you work for, do they own their properties and buildings? Yes. Okay. Oh with, yeah. With the, your exception, job is with the exception of, yeah, with the exception of one. Okay. But so. by and large, they are landlords to themselves. Yes. And, uh, so, like yeah they own the physical properties they're able to do all their own remodels and um you know upgrades and you know whatever they need to do to the actual property himself you know within obviously city laws because like when we're doing excavations and stuff like that obviously still have to coordinate with the city but other than that i mean literally anything that they want to do to the buildings they can well that's that's god at least here in town they're sending a fuck ton of property value yeah, they are, which wouldn't surprise me if uh, they sold a couple of the locations. And um, because, especially, there's two locations in Prime Real Estate in Fort Collins that they could probably move everybody that's into that in those locations into 
like our main branch in Old Town, and mm-hmm. they could probably just sell those two things off real quick and just be like, we don't need to have this excess property, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did that here pretty soon. You don't think they might just um, venture into the property management side of things, hand the keys off to a local property manager and just sit on the property as the property value climbs over the next decade? Well, that's the thing. I am the property manager, so they would probably just hand the keys off to me if that's the case because we're already maintaining them. Oh, yeah. So would you affect – do you think they would ever put um, tenants in there, so to speak, like another we've business? Done that, yeah, do we've think- done that in a – so one of our uh, locations has a giant – empty room that they that used to be part of like essentially like a call center and then they essentially moved this call center to another one of their buildings that had a even bigger uh empty location and um now what they did is they essentially put a uh they put two different tenants in those different locations that they've uh, leased out so um one of them they actually were able to turn part of it into a gym so it's like this small little gym and another one is part of like a uh charity foundation or something nice yeah so, so how, well just with a handful that. of pro- go ahead i was just gonna say so they very well could do essentially like that too like turn these couple of properties i was thinking that they might sell they could easily turn them into businesses downtown that people would pay hand and fist to just have those locations absolutely yeah that'd be a really good way to diversify themselves not only that but it would literally more than cover the costs of the entire department they have of seven dudes who maintain those properties yeah seems like an absolute win to them Mm -hmm. so yeah to answer your question my look my position is secure but as far as advancement goes like i said unless i want to move out of state Mm -hmm. they've made it very clearly recently like no, there's no room for advancement unless you plan on like relocating. And I'm like, fuck that. I am not going to move to Nebraska. <laughs> no, I mean, this would be such a downgrade from Fort Collins, man. You, oh, dude, it would be Colorado huge. in general. Like, and not only that, the winters are miserable because they're frigid cold, and then the summers are miserable because they're stupid hot and humid, and like the bugs are freaking dinosaur size. It's just it's like fuck that. Yeah. The only thing that state has is nukes. <laughs> and Lake McConaughey. And the scariest experience of our life. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> Chappelle, yeah. the future site of the Children of the Corn movie, <laughs> coming out the next time somebody breaks down in that horrible, terrifying little town. Seriously. Well, horrible is too harsh, but it really did scare me. It was a very scary place. It was fucking. Ugh. <laughs> it was just eerie. Where the hell is everybody? Everything's alive, but no one's here. There's vehicles everywhere. Did everyone just like get together and it's like, all right, cool. We march at dawn to burn down the town west of us. Yeah. I just, <laughs> well, just... I guess, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll put this on the podcast. I'm assuming at this point, because we've been talking for 20 minutes, so might as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but <clears throat> yeah, so a little backstory for our listeners, uh, back in, I don't know, July of like, this was about seven years ago. 2013, maybe? So, yeah, maybe 2013. Uh, Willie and I, we had a, uh, like, essentially, like, a three-day weekend that he and I were both off. So we drove up to Lake McConaughey, which is about three hours from uh, where we live. So we get up there. We have ourselves just a grand time, you know. We drink. We sleep on the beach. Have a big uh, campfire. I mean, you know. It was awesome. It was a That's great a gorgeous time. area. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then... Uh, we're driving back and uh we found a rabbit and what a rabbit is is somebody that's speeding 
So Willie and I are fine are like following this guy who's speeding, going like twenty over the speed limit, and we're just like, Yeah, we're making mm-hmm. great time and all of a sudden Willie's goes, Shit, we have open containers in the car. So <laughs> we see this sign that says Chappelle, Nebraska, um, like one mile and it says like gas food and lodging. So we're like, oh, fuck it, let's just go in there, we'll get some gas and we'll just throw away all of our empties. So <clears throat> we pull into this town and there's like a giant park as we're uh, we're coming in, and um, there's there's cars everywhere in this park, like in the parking lot. There's semis and stuff too, but yet there's no uh-huh. there's no people. And um, <laughs> we we drive into the town. We get all the way to like the main intersection, which is really the only intersection in town. It's this four way stop, and you know there's this giant grain silo that's making this hum right by us. And you can see there's, like, small businesses all over the place, and there's a gas station, but there's nobody. And, like, all the windows and stuff like that, you know, you look through them, you don't see anybody in any of these windows. And we drive up to the gas station, and, like, the pumps and stuff are working, but yet there's nobody inside. Yeah. It wasn't a soul. Yeah, and you said you saw, like, maybe somebody, like, dash behind, like, a window or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So I was poking around because I'm like, man, this is unusual because – the storefront is, it was recently closed, mm-hmm. wasn't out of business, and I turned the corner and just like, eh, maybe somebody's like, I don't know, taking out the garbage or taking a piss or smoking a cigarette, something. And I'm looking around the alleyway and walking down there, and I just see just the silhouette of a person dark between the buildings really fast. I'm like, nope, absolutely not. I'm going back to the vehicle. This is too goddamn weird. <laughs> I'm going back to the Jeep. And uh, I was like, buddy, we need let's just leave. Like we're going to leave the Jeep and come back and there's going to be corn stalks in our engine. Like this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is not an opportune place to be. Yeah. And then as we're driving out, remember we both had to take that leak. So we yeah. saw, we saw that, uh, that bathroom. Um, yeah. And that big park area that that is right off the intersection. So we park right next to it, next to like 10 different cars that are there. And mm-hmm. we go into the bathroom and like the freaking light is dangling. <laughs> one lone interrogator's light on a chain yeah just gently wafting back and forth <laughs> and so i was like uh. all right willie i'll hold the door open so you get like the natural light you go in there and you go take a leak and then you hold the door open while i take a leak and just oh, the entire God. time we're sitting there like we're getting this super eerie feeling like where the hell is everybody <laughs> we're just waiting for the shoe to drop it's yeah. like something's gonna happen it's so gonna we- happen they're gonna jump out of the trees with their sharpened corn husks they're gonna take us out <laughs> yeah and then you know we finally get out of there nothing happened but it was just the creepiest experience and then jerry and i when we went to lake mcconaughey had our own weird experience too with like a weird superstorm or something oh yeah that's when the kelly was with you guys with on yeah, yeah. so, so yeah oh, hi yeah he's jerry was... <laughs> so got a funny story about this i don't this. want to suck my tail <laughs> So we're sitting around the beach, right? And, you know, we're all drinking beers and stuff like that. And Jerry takes this rip of, like, uh, um, some weed that I can't remember, like, somebody brought. Anyway, so he's sitting there and he takes a couple of rips and you just see Jerry stony baloney over there. But I'm looking out in the distance and I see, like, a thunderstorm moving towards us. And I keep pointing at it like, hey, guys, is that a problem over there? And they're like, no, nah, it's not even moving towards us. And I'm like, okay. 20 minutes later, it's, like, getting more, like, intense and close. Like, guys, is that a problem? No, it's fine. It's fine. 
okay. <laughs> it's like almost on us at this point. I'm like, guys, guys, look. And they're like, yeah, we should probably like get in our tents and stuff. So we get in our tents. <laughs> all of a sudden... At this point, all the other tents had cleared out. Like it was just our V's left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I sense no danger here. <laughs> so we basically get like in the tent and me and jerry and kelly are all sharing a tent and like rachel which is kelly's uh, brother and his wife they're in like their own tent and uh tarik was in a tent and uh my buddy nate that came with us was sleeping in the back of the truck because it had one of those like things that go over the truck and so all of a sudden like the wind just picks up and it's lightning and it's just like rain and it is just coming down like the like God himself is just pointing directly at us. Like, fuck these guys right here, you know? <laughs> so the tent just keeps like almost slapping us right in the face. Cause it just like, it'll pop up and then just was like, and then almost right on us and then just pops right back up. And at one point we're just holding it up with our hands. And then all of a sudden it just collapses on us. So we're like, let's get out of here. So we just grab everything we can. We step outside and we're just getting pelted by like sand BBs. And we just throw everything we can in the back of the truck and we start driving out of it. Um, and if anybody's ever been to Lake McConaughey, you have to drive on the beach. And if you've never driven on a sandy beach, it's a bitch. <clears throat> yeah. You've got to keep the momentum up without spinning out. Yeah. So we're driving out and Kelly is in the front seat and she's Googling like hotels and stuff like that, trying to find us a hotel. And Jerry's in the back seat, stoned out of his mind. And I just remember a couple different times I look in the rearview mirror, and Jerry's just got these wide eyes looking around, like, oh my God. Oh my God. I don't want to be here. <laughs> just like straight on, like, bad trip right there. Just like, uh, uh. Because the only light you would get is like the occasional lightning flash. Right. That's it. Yeah. It looked like, like a oh. scene from Jurassic Park. It can be very unnerving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like slow motion strobe light or something. And mm -hmm. it was just the funniest thing. Like, look in the back seat, and Jerry's just back there, just like full on, like, oh God. Oh God. I am too high for this. <laughs> I should have yeah. stayed sober. <laughs> Life got real. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a real come to Jesus moment here, guys. <laughs> they should, they should make a survival show. You know, like they have naked and afraid. They should make like stoned and afraid. <laughs> Just give you like a vial of edibles. You have to eat ten milligrams every hour. It's like, all right, buddy, gotta make shelter. Ah! <laughs> Better yet, they could just literally put him in like a gas station and be like, "You have to pick out what you want to eat." Uh... You have four cards in your wallet. Three of them don't work, and one of them gets shut off. You have to call the bank now and explain that you are indeed a person using your card, and you must leave with your snacks. You have a half hour. Go. I imagine it'd be just like that American Dad episode where they're just sitting there in the gas station, just staring at the snacks, and just like has that little music going on in the background. They're just like, whoa. They pick up all the snacks and they put it on the counter and he's like, where am I? All oh, my favorite snacks are here. Yeah. <laughs> God, that episode was amazing. I have not sat down and watched American Dad in many years. Do you, remember, do you remember how you and I used to get super stoned and watch 
American Dad, and we watched that Dude, one. Dude, it was fantastic. We watched that one episode with the guy with the robot, and as he's trying to run away, just a... <laughs> and the guy chasing him without his pants. Uh, I guess you had to see it if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. So. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah. It's a good one. But I like Jerry's stoned and afraid idea. Yeah. There's something there. <laughs> There's you something know, I, honestly, now. entertainment is so out of ideas that if you pitched that, they'd probably be like, hey, yeah, that, that that's pretty good. <laughs> we'll put it on FX at 11 p.m. <laughs> after after God knows what else we happen to be airing at that time. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, huh, guys? Yeah. That's what I heard. Hmm. Yeah, Did the amount of people that he knew, like Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, Trump, like basically the most powerful people on the planet. And he had dirt on I just don't know how you would expect not to die if you I were know. in that position. Just like, oh, yeah. I'm totally, like, unless you can get away. Like, if you're like, yeah, I got that. I hopped in the back of a semi, threw somebody $10,000, and they smuggled me over the border. I lied low in, I don't know, Tijuana for three weeks. And then hopped on another boat, and now I'm in South America. Like, that would be, like, your only chance. I remember reading a story, like, <clears throat> somebody gave him the house that he was living in, like, and it was, like, a $20 million house, too. And, like, they straight up mm-hmm. gave it to him. Like, you must have had some serious dirt on that person for them to just be like, here's a $20 million house. Please don't narc on me. I would not do well or he in was prison. Just, or he just I'd enjoyed his party so much. Award. He's like, I am so loaded <laughs> yeah. that this is literally a pittance to me. This is a tax write-off. I what, should be thanking you. What did he do or what was he – how did he make his money? I don't remember. He, I believe, made fina- uh, key investments in the finance. The guy was extremely like, – he was very wealthy. Um I think his main industry. Let me Google this fella. I'm Googling him as well. <clears throat> yeah, I got to flip on Wikipedia, but. He's an American financier. So let's see here. He's <clears throat> an American financier, convicted sex offender, professional life as a teacher, but then switched to the banking and finance sector in various roles. Bear Stearns performing his own life. Hmm. He was a dirtbag banker, is from the sounds of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if there was just. His picture is just going to come up next to the definition of Patsy. Like he just, <laughs> he just looks like somebody who like would easily get taken advantage of, and everybody just kind of used him. Yeah. Right, so you're saying maybe a fall guy? Uh, that's kind of what it seems like. Like it's not like he. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how he made his money. Banking. I, Banking. Know, I heard that like he also was rubbing shoulders essentially with the you know obviously you saw like the higher ups and stuff like that so you gotta wonder if he had some dirt on people and so maybe he got some of his hush money you know that's kind of what it seems like I'm just gonna throw this out there Uh, I have no information whatsoever on any of the Clintons so I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I think Hillary Clinton is a great person Yeah, Yeah. Bill Clinton was a great president (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Monica was lying. It's <laughs> one <laughs> for a red violation. Well, from what I can gather in the 70s and 80s, he essentially built his nut as a Bear Stearns employee, just a 
plumber assistant, worked his way up to a floor trader, and then uh, whilst moving up, he became very good at schmoozing with some of the wealthiest clients associated with that bank. Hmm. So specifically like to, little girls or something. Well, I mean, that's all, you know, par for course. Cup of coffee, yeah. an underage boob, <laughs> tomato, tomato. He apparently had yeah. a net worth of $500 million, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah. He knew how to make money. Yeah. I don't deny that he was a very talented businessman. I mean, he's a piece of shit from everything that I'm reading about him, but oh, yeah, was totally... he knew how to make a nickel into two nickels. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, I don't think anybody's going to miss him being gone. So that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> Your little bundle of joy sounds a little upset there, buddy. She's a little upset, yes. I don't know how long I'll be on this call, unfortunately. Hmm. I don't want Sarah to... Uh, Take all the know. burden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she she fights to sleep. You know what I mean? When they're this age. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really don't want to go down. I don't know what it is, but God, they're just... Sleep is the enemy. They're just she'll fight so hard to stay awake and she's so tired <sighs> what are you gonna do you sound a little tired too buddy oh yeah i'm always tired okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> all right there. you just live right off of caffeine anyway though so pretty much yeah i will say if you thought i drank a lot of coffee before having a child <laughs> that was god nothing. damn dude I'll crush a pot and be like, that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> Your heart's over yeah. there yeah, shaking like I, maraca. Jeez. Ever since I got into sales, my caffeine intake has like tripled. Well, you just want to stay, you want to stay super focused. Yeah. You want to be gotta on. muster up the energy to talk to these people. Yes. Over, you just got to leverage, over. leverage, leverage. So I know you walked <laughs> in for this, but how about this? <laughs> <laughs> now I know I'm here in a no room in it and around the back of that head of yours, but uh, let's just go ahead and turn that no into a yeah. <laughs> oh, you have a third cousin you didn't tell me about? Oh, great. And he yeah. has to be involved in this decision? Awesome. <laughs> wow. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Oh, no, he doesn't have a phone. He has a beeper. Oh, okay. Fun. Oh, now you're not going to answer my calls. Oh, great. Oh, great. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, I really do not miss sales. <laughs> sales it's just like hurting cats with some people. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I do. I can genuinely say I, I, I love sales. I enjoy it quite a bit. It is a weird dance and people are even stranger, but I do enjoy it. it is I fun. like working with professional people. Like, I really do. And like people that are on top of their shit is the best. Like it's such a satisfying, like hey, like different that rather you, they give you information, you give them information. You can kind of see how the relationship is mutually beneficial. Yeah, there's some people that you're just like, you called me and you requested something, and now you won't answer the phone, and you're ignoring my calls, you're ignoring my emails. Great, yeah, great, so fun working with you. Yes. Well, it's just people like that, they have no concept for another person's time. Exactly. But the moment you start to eat into their schedule, then you are a pariah. It's like, I don't have time for this. I'm like, oh, really? With the multiple emails and follow-up text messages and calls that I've left you to organize an appointment to fix the problem that has been brewing for the past few weeks. And <laughs> now is a full-fledged issue. You don't have time. It's just like, dude, we made all the time in the world. You're just lazy. Yeah, you don't have time exactly. management. That's not my problem. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> I always, yeah. I always loved when I had those people that would come back in and they specifically wanted to see you. And, you know, they just would be like, you're my guy. 
I like you. I'm going to keep working with you. I always enjoyed those guys coming back in. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That really, I do like the frequent flyers. Yeah. The guys that you build those really good customer relations with, uh, you just, mm-hmm. you know, you come into the store, you can just shoot the shit with them and you know, you're going to have a genuinely good interaction with them and they're never really going to be a headache and they're always going to be a pleasant experience. Those guys were always great. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. <clears throat> do you remember the don't buy this phone? Oh, bless her heart. I wonder what she's up to. I don't know, but apparently she has 10,000 Facebook friends, so I'm sure we could probably find her. She She's maligned us. She brought us down. Yeah, so years back, um, uh, Jerry, uh, there was this woman who came in uh, to the store, and she'd broken her phone, but she was one of those who just refused to accept the fact that she, she broke her phone. She dropped her phone or something landed on it, whatever. So she came in with, with a pitch and a story that was, this phone broke with no provocation i took a shower and when i came out the phone was broken dun 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 <laughs> she even said like a guys at one point like oh god <laughs> i was just like come on man like you're grasping here uh but like eventually it got more and more escalated and she got more and more irate and eventually she stood up on one of those little low seated ottomans and started screaming at the store, waving her phone in people's faces. Don't buy this phone! <laughs> Don't buy it as a manufacturer's defect! Ah! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. It, it just—it was just unbelievable. She was even doing like, stuff like claiming she had cancer, and she was like, "I can't believe you're giving a die not yeah. giving a dying woman a phone." And the most asinine thing about the entire thing is that finally management caved and gave her a new phone uh, i mean I, on one hand i get it it's just like this person is being so flagrant that we just need to give them a piece of candy so they'll go home but on the other side of it you're like man what if that phone magically breaks due to a poltergeist or some other thing she knows that she's got her speech down where does it end yeah yeah ah oh, man that's such a hard dilemma is it really is that that word like I'm just like, uh, I just want to get you out of the way. And like, yeah. I'll concede to things. And I'm like, I shouldn't, like, they shouldn't get away with this just because they're being assholes. But yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, sucked. it's rough, man. It's, it really is. It's, it's, it's frustrating because I feel like sometimes you speak with somebody and you, you want to hook them up, but you can't. And then there's other people that are just being so awful that you'll literally, you'll give them the moon just, just so they just go away. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. You literally just become <laughs> like, people sucking away your life you just want to be happy. yeah <clears throat> just putting that negativity right into you uh, what's nice is those people are pretty few and far between true yeah most that's of, true most of the people out there are good people yeah. they really are even the people that come in irate like even if you get somebody that's really heated and upset you can usually level with them just be like come on man what's what's this really about well okay they're usually pretty cool but a lot of times, once you tell them, kind of like, hey, man, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. Like, I'm on your side. A lot of the times, yeah. that kind of usually just de-escalates the entire situation. And then, yeah. Then you hand them off to uh, certain managers that you know will just escalate the whole problem, and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's always a good time. One of my favorite man. things ever, though, is when we had one manager, and somebody was so pissed off. They threw the phone at the floor of the manager, or at the feet of the manager. And as they were about ready to walk away to like another station, the guy's like, are you going to pick that up? And he was just like, I didn't drop it. I was like, oh! That's when I couldn't 
Brutal right there. <laughs> well, it's just like, come on, man. Like, that is so unbelievable. Yeah. Do you remember, um, I don't know if you were there for, it was years back. Like, I was probably like my first year selling. But this person was so flagrantly rude that she was getting more and more angry and more irate at not getting what she wanted. She eventually reared back and hawked a loogie in the salesperson's face. Wow. It was horrendous. It was just like, it was, it's like somebody like just full on, like, like punching their spouse in the face in public. Everyone's just like, Oh my my God. Do you remember when you saw that? Do what now? Do you remember when we saw that in that morning meeting where there was those two people right outside the front of the yeah! store? <laughs> that was excellent. What I loved it is the fact that like you and I apparently love a good train wreck and we're sitting there watching it like so excited, like the only thing missing was popcorn, and everybody yeah. else is like kind of afraid. Oh, and then all of a sudden so the, the lady decks the husband and everybody's like, oh, and you and I are like, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So uh, apparently this, this, this mobile domestic dispute was um, coming in for, for something, God knows what. And it was a Friday morning meeting. And we were just kind of sitting there just going over metrics and numbers and this and that. And they pour out of the car already in a very heated argument. And I, I think they realized that the building is closed, which proceeds to more and more argument. And then at one point, she just reaches, like just rears back and just hard, like punches him right in the face. <laughs> yeah, straight up like right hook. And literally that whole time, it had been so flagrant that the entire office was watching. And so, yeah, JMO and I were like, yeah, let's <laughs> <fart." laughs> We're open at 10. <laughs> Come on and do it in the store. It'll be the better. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. I mean, I couldn't imagine being so upset with my spouse that I literally get into a fist fight with her in the parking lot of a random retail location. Yeah. With yeah. anybody, but anybody, especially your anybody. Yeah. yeah, you've got a, <laughs> a whole that's, that's a murder suicide just waiting to happen. <laughs> I'm at a point in my life where fist fights are like so trashy. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> well, dude, like the whole time you're just like, just well, each other. <laughs> <laughs> it is really, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's just so fucking lowbrow. Like, yeah, you could land yourself. In so many bad situations. Like, what, <laughs> let's say you read back and you punch somebody in the face. They fell back and smacked the back of their head and it killed them. Yeah. Well, now you're jumped up for manslaughter charges. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just not worth it. It happens all the time. And then everywhere. All the time. Don't realize. Yeah. And that's why, like, in your 20s, it, it doesn't seem that serious. I don't know why. Yes. But now I'm just like that's like the stupidest thing you could do. I see people fighting, and I'm just like, oh god, dude! Like, you're just one bad landing away from permanent brain damage, let alone yes. dying. My or buddy, just uh, to figure. Go ahead. I was gonna say. So, my buddy Ian, <clears throat> like in his uh, early twenties, like he actually probably just turned twenty-one. Him and another buddy of mine were out at a uh, uh, this bar in Old Town, Fort Collins. Um, and they were just basically minding their own business, you know, in their booth, just drinking their beers. And the guys in the booth directly behind them, all of a sudden, you know, like, they start screaming at each other and it starts escalating. And they start, like, wrestling and they get out of the booth and they go to the ground, <clears throat> you know, and um, Ian and Dylan are right there. So they actually, like, try to separate these couple of guys and uh, they're picking, you know, or Ian is holding, like, this one guy down 
and they both kind of like fell back down to the floor and as they're getting up the other guy just straight up socks ian right in the face as he's getting <laughs> up and he ends up breaking uh ian's uh he broke his like i want to say it was his left orbital eye socket and just like, uh. completely shattered it well I mean, granted, it really fucked up Ian, and he had surgeries, and he's okay now, and, you know, um, he's he's fine, you know, there's no scars, anything like that, but he had to, like, he straight up, like, sued the guy for all of his medical expenses, and that guy ended up having to spend, like, three or four years in jail for assault or something like that. Jeez. Yeah, so it's yeah like, that's felonious that's assault, man. Yeah, it's not even worth, you know, like, <clears throat> I mean, the only time it's worth, like, fighting somebody back is if you genuinely feel like they're going to try and kill you <laughs> at that point it's just yeah. like you know leave me the fuck alone i don't care you know yeah i'm sorry i spilled your beer i'll buy you another beer if it just means that you're gonna leave me alone and all's well and yeah bad, you know let's know, de-escalate right? yeah. this thing it's 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 honestly not worth it yeah exactly yeah. like oh yeah you a pussy i'd be like yep <laughs> straight up uh-huh. i don't right. want to get punched in the face because you know what one hit and you break my nose that just does not sound pleasant where like that... one hit, like if you could take it back, like you're sitting there in your bed, like let's say you're paralyzed or something because you hit your neck wrong, yeah. like you would pay a lot of money to take that back, right? You, like you would pay a lot of money to just take that moment back. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, what what is the price of a beer going to cost me? Like, oh my my bruised ego here. Sure. Like, yeah, okay. Like I'm sure we could all get in a fight, and yeah, I'm sure you could all stand your ground, but. I mean, really, like, one bad punch, like, one bad mistake, and that's it? Like, your life is done? Like, you're, no. Or like, I... fighting on the curb or whatever, and somebody pushes you, and you go out in the middle of traffic and hit, hit by a car. I mean, it's not worth exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Jerry, didn't you, um, didn't you know of a kid who um, got jumped at a house party and ended up getting beaten to death? Yeah. Yeah, my friend from high school, he, uh, essentially the same thing. Like, he got into a fight. Um, he was at a house party. Three guys beat him up. Uh he got punched i guess in the head one too many times and has basically died of inflammation to his brain and the other kid did like three years in jail for manslaughter um he obviously my friend lost his life but yeah i mean it's just it's not worth it like he was young like it's not like this was an old man he was 20 maybe 21 like but yeah i mean like that's yeah that's what people don't realize about fighting it's like for some reason, I think we're desensitized because of movies, but I mean, the actual cost of getting into a fight with somebody no. is ridiculous. No, uh, it's not I'm, only that. Even if you walk away from the fight, okay, and the person that you're fighting walks away from it, okay, you're still going to have to deal with all the legal consequences, and that right there is just a whole lot of money and headache that you don't even need to put up. With oh anything. yeah, I mean, if you pick up some sort of misdemeanor charge, thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, not only that, you're also going to, have to explain that on like job resumes and stuff like that. Like, oh, I see you have a, yeah. a history here of possible of violence. You're like, oh, yeah. I mean, it was just a misunderstanding. Um, uh, you know, doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't play well. It's. Ugh. Yeah. If you if you I mean if you got to work some shit out, you know, there's boxing gyms, there's wrestling. There's there's a lot of different mediums to if you want to fight you can fight but for the love of God it's just not worth it it's, it's not worth it it's such an expensive risk yeah. you just have no idea what's going to happen yeah exactly mm-hmm. and a bar is the worst place of all because you're surrounded by, by hard surfaces people are drinking out of glass which know, right? shards <laughs> into razor sharp bombs mm-hmm. I watched I watched oh, oh God years back. I think I was 18 at the time. We went on a senior trip 
And um, we drove down to the Carolinas, rented a beach house, and we were just partying on the beach for a week. And um, a couple of the guys thought it'd be funny that stripped down ass naked and um, just run down to the beach, go dick around, run back to the house. Because we were like maybe two blocks from the beach. And everyone's like, all right, man, do what you got to do. I'll just be chilling here. Make it a sandwich. Have fun. And um, a couple of the guys thought it'd be funny to <coughs> hide their clothes and lock them out of the house, right? And um, as you know, they come back and they're just starting to close the patio door. And one of the guys tries to force his way in and he's pissed and he's drunk. And so he rears back and he gets two good punches on one of the guys shutting the door. And the guy's so stunned that he just takes his glass that's in his hand and just bam, throws it right into his chest. Oh, and the glass shatters into the guy's neck and they had to meet the fucking ambulance halfway before this kid almost bled out. Good yeah, Lord. that's how quickly it went south. Ugh. And if we did not all collaborate our story at the time, I believe, I believe the statute's well passed and nobody's going to press any charges, but if if that could have gone any other way, he would have died. There would have been somebody there who killed somebody on accident. There would have been somebody there who just threw a shitty turn of events. Just died. Jeez. Over nothing. Nothing. A prank. A prank. Yeah. Humans Nothing. are fragile creatures, too. Jeez. Yeah. Well, dude, it was just, just it, it, it nicked uh, the carotid, I believe, is what happened. Like, it, it basically shattered into his neck and splintered glass all into the front of his neck. Yeah, we're, we're poorly designed. <laughs> we're not, well, we're very gooey. Yeah, very we're, very, we're very prone to death. <laughs> yeah, we, we are water balloons. Avoid those sharp edges. <laughs> oh, no, my juice, my precious juice. <laughs> yeah, like balloon, like bubble buddy walking around. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Rot, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was the most surreal thing. Like I was literally high as a kite in the kitchen. Happily making a peanut butter and powdered sugar sandwich with uh, <laughs> like on toast. For sure. Oh, dude, I was was not low. <laughs> and then I found cornflakes. Huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I sprinkled a bunch of cornflakes into my sandwich. And I was just like walking out to the porch, like, all right, who's gonna have a sandwich and then sit in the hot tub? And then I walk out. My buddy's like clutching his neck, like, ah! like "Hey, man, what's the what's the problem, buddy?" He turns around. I'm like, "Holy God, you're gonna die! <laughs> Somebody needs to help him. I can't go anywhere. It's time to be high." <laughs> well, this is super inconvenient. Uh, you're really bringing me down, uh, man. Great. Now it's a whole thing. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> Can't even enjoy my sandwich yet. I was going to name it something. Oh, man. Does time slow down for you guys when you're high? Yeah. I feel like a minute yes. feels like a fucking hour. Well, that yep. was... I was like, no way. <laughs> it's only been 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel the hands on the clock. <laughs> Yeah, I, it does. Like uh, when Willie and I used to be roommates, and or not roommates, but neighbors in Old Town, he would come over all the time, and you know, we'd we'd light up, and uh, <laughs> we'd seriously we'd comment on that all the time. Like we'd watch yeah. an episode of like American Dad or Family Guy or something like that, and all of a sudden Willie'd be like, "Is this episode almost over?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's been like eight minutes." <laughs> He's like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> <This is> unbelievable." <laughs> 
An hour felt like a week. Yeah. I was like, man, I need a vacation from work. I'm just going to get a little high, and I'll see you guys next, like, year, but apparently it'll only be 20 minutes. It'll be great. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, it's it's so funny. Like, a good evening sabbatical is, like, you know, we'll get Emma down for bed. We do everything in the bedroom now. I just bought a king-size bed, so we have a TV in there. We'll get... um Emma down and then Sarah and I will will chill and like have like some tea and just just watch something random on the television. If you want to extend the night out, just take a little hit of a bowl. And oh my god, dude, it's it's it's, it's like a weekend, just all in one evening. Yeah, wow, that was yeah. such a nice break. I really like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I really like playing video games. <clears throat> yes, uh, it just because yes. it's the same thing. Like time slows down. So like one of my favorite games right now. Is uh, PUBG and it's this, uh, you know, it's like a you fight to the last man type thing, and yeah, it's a lot of like, you know, first ten minutes of the game, you're just running around picking up you know, like backpacks and Willie, what are you doing? Mute your microphone. What am I doing? Yeah, you're clanking around a bunch of stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. I opened the fridge to grab a seltzer. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Um, and we're back. That's so, yeah. what a fridge sounds like. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but yeah, sound effects are unbelievable. When you're uh, stoned, like, it's great when it's those last few minutes when there's just a couple of people around, and you're just, like, you have to think fast, but at the same time, you're like, time is super slow right now. I'm going to have, like, twice the amount of thoughts that these guys are in the meantime. Yeah. Great. I can really <laughs> strategize. Yeah. You know, like, they're at a disadvantage, if anything. So. God, that game, I played it with you. It is stressful. I know, and I love uh, it. I love it so much. It was it was too much like video games for me like i like it to be completely open-ended it's like hey man on your own time you could kill pygon men's men and take over the base and capture towers or you could hunt wild pigs whatever you want to do buddy (coughs) yeah no i love that game it's it's a lot of fun just because i like the strategy aspect of it you know you like for sure, I mean it's it's a it's a wonderfully developed game, and the intensity's yeah. awesome. I li- they drop you out of a fucking plane. I love that. Yeah, like all right, I landed. I need armor and I need guns and bullets and shit. I died this time. Damn it. There's and, an right, eccentric billionaire that, or not billionaire, might be a millionaire, but he's wanting to recreate this, but with like airsoft. And I'm all like, dude, that'd be so much fun. You kidding me? You're just like, all right, we're going to drop you out of an airplane onto this little remote desert island, and you guys are going to have to go around the island, find guns and armor, and shoot each other with these airsoft guns. Enjoy. Be like, yes, please. This sounds great. That would be fun. I'd be yeah, that would be amazing. That's what I would do if I was a centric millionaire and I had more money than I knew what to do with. Right. Make people fight yeah. to the last man. <laughs> just imagine all of the nonsense you could finance. Mm-hmm. Like, you could you could stretch it so far, and it would just be so hilarious. It's like your business model wouldn't survive a week on its own in the wild, but you got, you got a nice face. I'm going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I had, like, millions or billions of dollars, I'd essentially become the Mad Hatter. I'd just be crazy. Everybody yeah. over at, like, a dinner party and be like, change places! <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, just, it would come to a point where just the parameters of real life and the restrictions of it just wouldn't apply to it anymore. So it's like how you could get as weird as you wanted to. What I would probably do is get a bunch of dirt on like Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Know, Donald Trump. All these guys have well. a lot of power. And, you know, I'm yeah. sure it would end completely well for me. 
Wouldn't hmm. die you know, it prison. sounds like a dynamite path to a long life. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I'm hearing. Probably wouldn't die in prison at all. So. Mm-mm. Just don't get into autoerotic asphyxiation. Somebody could misinterpret how you died. Too <laughs> yeah. Best not look at my closet anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of loose door handles and uh, extra loops on belts there. <laughs> Man, I took down the. I took the time to uh, wipe down and oil all of the cabinetry in my kitchen, and my kitchen is glistening. Looks really good. You know how I know you're an adult? <laughs> <laughs> this is what gets me through the day, guys. <clears throat> Actually, I'm saving up for new floors, and I'm super excited about it. I'm like, oh my nice. gosh. I'm going to get new floors here soon. It's going to be the best day ever. <laughs> Have you um, gotten that uh, granite installed yet? <clears throat> no, and I'm not probably going to get it anytime soon. Uh, not that I'm in a rush for it. It's just it's... Um, since he's doing it pro bono, I'm not going to try and like force him to be like, dude, you need to come and install my granite. It's like, oh, you're doing this on your own dime and you're going to do it for free whenever you have free time. Cool, man. <laughs> do it whenever works best for you, you know? So. Yeah. Oh, I actually, um, I helped your brother out about a week ago. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to follow up with him, actually. But, um, no, he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, Jamo's still got his slab of granite in my yard. And I'm like, huh. I should bug JMO about that. Well, I've I've brought it up to him a couple different times, and he's just like, "Yeah, we'll get to it." You know, when we have some free time, we just have a lot of projects and stuff. And I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I get that, man. You're busy. I'm not gonna be the guy that just bugs you to give me free stuff to upgrade my house." Yeah, you know, that's hey, hey, dick move. quit making a livelihood for your family, Dick. Don't buy this granite. Don't <laughs> yeah. buy this granite. <laughs> 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 It has a defect in it. It'll blow up in your yeah. living room. <laughs> you have Thor-like strength, and you're waving that in people's faces. It's like, how are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. Adam, can you turn this granite into Mjolnir for me? That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, I'd really appreciate it. Oh, um, Disney Plus oh, has that movie on there. Yeah. Well, it, it, has, what is it called? Endgame? Well, it has Endgame. It has, like, Civil War. It has Affinity War. The last one. Yeah, Endgame. It's Endgame, one. right? Yeah. Dude, I I was gonna watch it today, but then I saw the length of that goddamn movie. It is over three hours long. It's three hours it's of like awesomeness. A, yeah, it's like a roller coaster. Oh my god, dude, that's like you the Titanic. Seen it, really? No, I haven't gotten around to seeing it. Oh, it's so good. It's worth it. Yeah. Have you seen any of them? I've seen some. Uh, yes, I have seen them. Um, my favorite one of all of them that I've seen is I really liked the first Captain America. Really, my favorite's Ragnarok. Ragnarok? Yeah, Ragnarok's yeah. good. It was good. It was just a bit busy for me. It's a bit busy. I loved it because I thought okay, it was Martin surprisingly Yeah. These <laughs> <laughs> aren't even real movies, by the way. <laughs> sure, they make billions of dollars, and they're literally, by the definition of the word, a movie, but they're not movies. They don't even <laughs> stick that closely asshole. to the comic books. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a pompous thing to say. It's like, yeah, know, dude, right? obviously, they're not of the caliber of, like, good fellas you know yeah they're, they're not they're not shooting for the same target audience no. you know what i mean like i'm not gonna throw on an episode of fucking king of the hill and expect like oh my god the cinematography of this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> what is this an expose on rural southern living this is bullshit <laughs> yeah it's just like shut the fuck up dude just appreciate the medium for what it is 
I know. So <clears throat> I went yeah. to Comic Con last year, and that was right after Endgame came out. And nice. I think Fat Thor is literally the best thing to ever happen to fat people, because I saw like two hundred fat Thors just walking. Thor around. gets fat. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I'm sorry, spoiler, but yeah. Thor gets Thor gets fat in this film. That's funny. And he, you know, was he just like stop giving a shit? He's like whatever. Yeah, and uh, it's super funny <laughs> that like there's like I said there's like two hundred like super fat guys that are all like I finally get to be Thor. Yeah, and they're just walking around <laughs> all dressed like Thor. I was like, okay, well, good for you guys. Hey man, <laughs> you let that flag fly, honey. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So, but yeah. no, Willie, you seriously need to watch Endgame, even though it is all right. Hours. It's it's fantastic. I might yeah, buckle Martin. down and just watch it tonight. I haven't decided yet. Well, like I said, it's commitment. It's like three hours and five minutes or something. I might break it into like three watches, like watch an hour and then like come back to it tomorrow and then watch an hour. Because that's just, it's a lot of time. Really I've got video games to play. Tomorrow and be like, I watched all three hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then I watched it again to check for authenticity. And I agree with Scorsese. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it made over a billion dollars. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Snobbery. I don't get it. Hey, man, it's not for you. It's like when people hear certain songs, and they're like, that's the worst music ever. I'm like, motherfucker, I wasn't written for you. You're not an angsty teenager. It's <laughs> yeah. not your demographic. They're not marketing to you. Or like, uh, what's it called? K-pop. Uh, the Korean pop, where they have like 800 very androgynous looking human beings on the stage doing things. I remember. Yeah, that. I've heard of that. <clears throat> I've heard of it. I've got. I've. I know of the pop culture of Korea, yeah. but it's not for me. Exactly. So why should I pass a verdict on it? It's not. It was never designed for a thirty-two-year-old balding <laughs> white guy. <laughs> hey, I'm from Colorado, and that doesn't agree with my sensibilities. <laughs> Triggered. Yeah. Uh... It's like yeah, no shit. Look at you. <laughs> Go back to work. So you can pay for a fence, <laughs> you boring asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> I remember in my like early 20s, I got super stoned. I ended up spending like an entire afternoon watching those videos, and it was the best thing ever, though. I was just like, the man, K-pop those videos? Yeah, I was like, those Koreans know what they're doing. This is cool. Well, they're so happy. <laughs> it's, it's very happy music. And there's like, literally, there's like, it, it's like a ska band from like 1998. There's like 50 of them on a stage. Yeah, it was amazing. And I was just like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I could watch this forever, and then I watch it sober, and I was like, eh, okay. It's not for me. <laughs> I discovered that's the key to enjoying um, uh, Friends. Not like Friends in general, but the show, <laughs> Friends. Because it's so, like, it's very ham-fisted sitcom. But if you're baked, you're like, ah, that is funny. <laughs> Central perk, I get it. <laughs> See what you did there. I don't think I've ever actually watched that show. Oh. Like I, I remember watching it when I was like ten, but <clears throat> it's very ever, easy. Like, sat down. I like you know what it. I mean? Like, yeah, it's 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 not bad. It's not bad. It's 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 popcorn. It's easy to consume. It's pleasant. It's it's light watching. The funny thing about it is when you watch it, you remember that like this was done in the uh, mid to late nineties or whatever, and you yeah. see like different things that you know don't even exist today anymore. Like they're talking about answering machines and. Yeah, crap like that, and you're like answering machines. Those haven't been around for ages. <laughs> well, I also love just the references, like the first like season or two. Um, a lot of smoking references, yeah. a lot of people smoking. You should quit smoking, quit smoking, quit smoking, and a shit ton of gay jokes. 
which just would not fly anymore. And you're just like, huh, I remember when that was a big thing. And then it became like a real, like, oh, dude, you can't say that crap anymore. And then, like, you know, they phased it out and you saw the show mature. Because what did it come out, like, 93, 94? Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, early to mid-90s. And it's just, it's interesting to watch, like, all of these little pop culture touchstones as we as a society change and progress and become more cool to people that we've been shitting on forever. Even the office, man. <laughs> like, even some of the jokes that they made in the office, they probably wouldn't fly today. Oh, God. Yeah, no. even some of them, yeah. I'll watch some of the office, I'm like, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems a little off. But yeah. Oscar Meyer Wiener Lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, I, little things like that are interesting. I'm sure in 20 years we'll be watching, you know, shows that are popular today, like The Big Bang Theory or something like that. And we'll be like, oh, you can't make those jokes about science anymore. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I, I think it's interesting because as I get older, I'm starting to see like, okay, this is not meant for me. I'm too old for this. Or just, you know what I mean? Like things that really were never meant to include you or something that you grew up with that was perhaps a lot more mainstream is now just like, ugh, God damn, that's how we talk to people. That's awful. <laughs> Dude, I'm from Appalachia. Like some of the shit that was going on in my middle school, like just this shit people would say to each other in the high, like in the hallways between class, pretty awful, like awful, horribly insensitive shit. But it was just like, eh. it was like talking about the weather. <laughs> Times yeah. I remember changing. I was thinking back to what we talked, in high school, like we would say faggy all the time, or like oh, dude, it was like it was awful. Just like, Ugh. Ugh. That's, <laughs> that's really not cool, man. <laughs> I know. You can get oh, beat up over saying that I kind apologize. of stuff now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, dude, I remember um, MTV did a special on it. Uh, young guy, real sad story out of uh, Laramie, Wyoming. Oh, uh, yeah. Who got Matthew Shepard? Being... I believe. Yeah, he got killed. Yeah, being Matthew gay. Shepard. Well, yeah, he went out to a bar and he apparently was being, yeah, flirting with these two good old boys and they're just, you know, playing along. And then they took him out in the middle of nowhere and beat the hell out of him. They just tied him to a fence and left him to die. Yeah. Yeah. But MTV made a special about it. And I watched that. And then they had these, these really, really sad PSAs, like with parents of kids uh, who'd, been either bullied to the point of suicide or whose kids had been targeted due to x y and z you're like uh that's no it's it's not fun to say gay anymore yeah didn't i didn't know all that that's a bummer (laughs) i just thought it was a fun thing to call my friend when he was being a douche (laughs) you don't call your friends retarded you call them retarded when they're acting retarded (laughs) yeah (laughs) what is it that michael scott says or something like that yeah, it's like you're not. You're, well, I can't remember. It was something of that ilk, though. It's yeah. like, yeah, he was being retarded. And you're just like, ooh, that's not a good one. No. Mm-hmm. It is interesting though. Like, is it seriously? Like, that was everywhere. It's like that's gay. You're gay. This is gay. Stupid hat. That's gay. Yeah. But do you mm-hmm. think it's made people like that's, that's more, really effective? More like accepting. Do what now? Do you think it's made people like more accepting? Maybe like of gay culture or lgbtq culture or whatever anything which like is that. it's really effective when you show people kind of the ramifications like there's always gonna be pushback yeah there's always pushback yeah. like 
Like I heard a conversation uh, between my coworkers the other day. They were like, they're talking about gay culture, and they're like, why does it have to be in everybody's face? Like, we accept them. And I'm like, I'm kind of thinking they're like, I spent I I read a lot of history, so I spent the last ten years of my life reading a lot about history, and especially you know gay history, and especially mm-hmm. when it comes to to religion. I'm just like, you know, I feel like those stories are so powerful people like matthew shepherd stories are so powerful because people i feel like are probably unaware of what a lot of people go through mm-hmm. and like a lot of the bigotry that they go through so it is once you become once you become aware of what they go through you kind of you change your behavior because like Ugh, these people go through horrible things and well, you, you just you want to be inclusive you don't want to be a dick to somebody especially if they have been arbitrarily vilified for a very natural impulse. It's who you like. It's it's nonsensical to be like, well, not only am I going to ridicule you, but I might beat the hell out of you. Yeah. Depends on it depends on what mood you catch me in. But for now, I'm just going to denigrate your character by calling you names. Yeah, that's pretty screwed up. And I just I, I I I like seeing the more inclusive push because um, it's like um, oh god, there was. People online and they were upset. Apparently, they're redoing Little Mermaid. Yeah, and she's if memory serves me, something like that. Yeah, yeah. They 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 ran um uh, a casting list and they found a really talented singer and she happens to be black. And people are like, "Oh my god, this appropriation is going too far." And you're like, "No, dude. They they had a casting call and she was the best singer and they casted her. Quit being a dick. Just chill <laughs> out." <laughs> It's a fucking kids movie about a fish woman who becomes a woman woman, but she sells her voice in the process. Shut the hell up. (laughs) Why are we talking about this? It's like, don't you have kids to pick up? I mean, come on, man. I'm sure Disney back in the day also pretty did some pretty scandalous, like racist shit too. Uh, yeah, you know, because that, the Jews. <laughs> they hate yeah. the Jews. That's old, for sure. <laughs> old Walt. Old Walt was a, a bit of an anti-Semite. Just, just <laughs> yeah. a skosh. He did make some lovely cartoons, though. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I love Disney Plus. I downloaded it today, and I'm like, woo, Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Mm-hmm. But uh, God, I, I, a bitch I, of a time I do think it. that the criticism comes. Maybe it's not unfounded. I mean, people go a little far. Like when they try to do that live-action remake of Mulan. I forgot what the criticism was, but it was essentially like... Willie, stop clicking around your stuff. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, I've got busy hands. I apologize. Put them in your pockets. <laughs> I am so great. <laughs> <laughs> Found a clicky pen, guys. <laughs> Doesn't seem to bother me because I'm the one doing it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean uh, But anyway, the casting of Mulan, I think it was like a non-Asian actor or something. And just people criticize the movie to death, I think. Like, literally, I don't think it's going to be made, but that's kind of the, the other side of the same coin where people... The pendulum just... swings in both directions. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's always an over-calibration, and it's just, I think it's just the nature of it. It's a side effect of the, the woke culture movement. Yeah, and yeah, I think a lot of it bad, can basically. be bully tactics. Yeah, you get the good and the bad. You get the good, like, you know, you hear the stories of, like you said, the Matthew Shepard stuff like that, make you more understand Mm -hmm. their fight, their struggle, and then they get stuff like that where you're like, good Lord, just shut up. (laughs) I mean, like, Can everyone just chill the hell out? Yeah, Yeah, it's... I I feel like it's been talked to death where you're just like, man, can't we talk about something else? But no, it's... 
yeah, you do hear some situations like, um, what was that university? Green University? Oh, with uh, Brett Weinstein? Brett Weinstein. Yes, yes. Where they, I mean, God, they crucified this guy. And I mean, it was just the situation was just so outlandish. You had kids being so disrespectful to faculty and staff, and just being so interruptive. And you're just like, God damn! Like you can at least talk. You may not like what they have to say, but they do have a right to speak. It's kind of the whole point of all this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> who was that a uh, reporter that was up in Portland that got attacked as well? Oh or, yeah, uh, um, just younger like, guy. Yeah, like trying to just early thirties. Yeah, just trying to report on Antifa and like what they're doing. Then ends up getting like, you know, somebody throws like a milkshake in his eyes, and then they took like a crowbar and hit him in the back of the head when he was blinded as well. And then he's still now. Yeah, they like, almost killed the poor guy. Yeah, and he still has like brain damage and stuff like that that he's dealing with. But and the most ironic part of it is that it's he was literally just going up there to like say like, hey, like I don't think you know, limiting people's speech and stuff like that is, is right. And blah, blah, blah. And like the Antifa guys are coming out, like calling him, you know, like a Nazi, Nazi, anti-gay, anti-Semitic, all these different things. And the guy's actually, he's actually gay too. So he's like, I'm not anti-gay by any means. I mean, like, come on. And they're just, who is this? Are you you talking about Andy Ngo or whatever his name is? I can't remember what his name was, but uh, he was on Joe Rogan not too long ago. Um, oh, that was a good podcast. I listened really to that one, podcast. and it was com- it was completely farcical what that oh, poor guy was going through. Uh, Tim something, right? I felt like his name was Andrew. I could be so. There's wrong. two. There's one that's Andy. His name's Andy Ingo or Ngo. I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Andy N G O is his last yeah. name. But he ended up being kind of a grifter. Like he uh, he essentially he was. He was positioning himself as an anti, anti, anti-fascist activist, essentially reporting on Antifa's activities. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think they caught him like making plans with far-right movements and essentially oh, really? planning an attack. Yeah, this is Andy Go because uh, he worked for a publication, Quillette, that I really like. Uh, Quillette's actually a really good publication, um, but he ended up being kind of like. Because I used to follow his work a lot, like he would report on a lot of Antifa stuff. Um, but he ended up kind of being like, I don't know if it's just like because of his circumstance, but like he ended up like kind of showing uh, he was pretty favorable to far right movements. Hmm. Uh, I think Patriot Prayer was like one of the people that he was uh, planning an attack with, and like he didn't report or anything like that. But I, th- I think I know who you're talking about. Um, the other guy, I forgot his name. He did do a podcast with Joe Rogan, like the podcast that he did with uh, Joe Rogan and uh, uh, the the owner of Twitter. What's that guy's name? Oh, Is that who uh, you're talking about? <clears throat> no, this one. I think the first one you were talking about was the one I was talking about. Um, oh, okay. But let's see. Uh, Twitter oh. journalist Anthony Nago. Yeah. yeah. Happened back in June. Is that yeah, Clash with the Proud Boys? Oh, Jack Dorsey is the other one you were talking about. That's the owner. Of Twitter. Yeah, but he did a he did a podcast with some guy Tim something. Yeah, but yeah, Andy and Go. He was like, he was pretty famous for being like the Antifa journalist. 
Uh, yeah. Then he got he was basically outed, and then like Quillette had to let him go. Was it Tim Pool? Is the other there. one you're thinking of? Yeah, Tim Pool. Okay. He's kind of been the other urban journalist. Hmm. I haven't heard that one with the Tim Pool and Jack Dorsey. Mm-mm. That's new mm. news to me. That one's pretty good. That was interesting. Hmm. I love Joe Rogan. That guy's fantastic. Yeah. I, I've been out of habit of listening to him, but I haven't really Same. had. Yeah. I don't know why. Like he has such good guests on, but like. I don't know. I get exhausted sometimes. It's like three hours. God damn it, Joe. Well, it's like a really good show that's been on for years and years. It's like you can take yeah. solace in the fact that, hey, it's on there. It's out there. I can watch yeah. it whenever I want to. Did you listen? So to ironically, one? you just don't get around to watching or listening to it. Did you listen to the one he did with Edward Snowden? No, that's another one. Because I have a, like, a lot of – I have pretty unfavorable views on Edward Snowden. But I'm always interested in what he has to say. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that one – I kind of need. I need to watch that one. I, yeah. I listened to about half of it, and it's Edward Snowden's talking like a lot um, about like his book because he's just coming out with like a book recently, <clears throat> and it just seems like Edward Snowden was essentially trying to, you know, talk up his book to try to get sales and stuff like that a bit, and he just seemed like he didn't. He just was talking a lot about like why I'm great, why I did what I did, why I'm the best thing and it just felt like edward snowden almost was just talking about like how great he is and like how he's almost like a hero and i'm like okay i mean like i understand there's what actually you what you did but you guys should read it if you're interested in in snowden it's a book called uh by edward j epstein it's called uh, how america lost its secrets it talks a lot about just kind of how conceited edward snowden is and how egotistical he was like he didn't really work for the NSA. He just kind of talked up the fact that he worked for the NSA, but he was really a contractor for the NSA. And then like that book just kind of delves into, you know, who Edward Snowden was and like just how kind of boastful he was when he wasn't really, he, he kind of, he would like talk himself up and, that's kind uh, of the and not really that got from that. The, at least the hour and a half of the podcast I've listened to so far. Is that, yeah, he's very, yeah. very self centered. Well, you have to have a certain ego to do something that, I mean, on a bad, it's ballsy to do what he did. It is, for better or worse. I mean, to, to do something like that and to draw that kind of heat and attention on yourself. I don't know. I really don't have much of an opinion on him. I'd have to listen to him more. Yeah, you guys should read that book if you're interested. It's by Edward J. Epstein. It's uh, How America Lost His Secrets. I didn't yeah. really know much about Snowden before that that mm-hmm. book, but it does a really good job kind of delving into it, who he was, um, and then just kind of what the effects of the leak were. Um, yeah. I don't want to say too much just so that you guys can kind of draw your own opinions, but I have pretty negative opinions about Snowden, but... I'll let you guys read the book and <laughs> we can maybe discuss for another time. Speaking of books, All right. <clears throat> uh, probably a quick read too. Those political books, you burn through them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't that long. Speaking of books, like you were saying Jameson. Uh, yeah. I, I know it's been around for a while, but I'd recently just got into audible. Dude, that is freaking amazing. I love it. Dude. Like I've gone through like eight books in the last like three weeks, just listening to audible. It's freaking awesome. Like, nice. do, you guys, do you guys utilize that? That's awesome. No? Oh yeah, all the time. Dude, it's so great. No, like this I, is, it is the coolest thing ever. I watch clips of I watch clips of nonsense 
filling my mind with <laughs> cotton candy and tapioca pudding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys, uh, if you like Audible, uh, I'd recommend, I don't know if you guys have ever read Lolita. Um, like one of the most famous books, but uh, that one's done by the guy that does Scar, uh, Jeremy oh, Irons. Yeah, that one's really good. What was it called again? On, on Audible. Lolita. Lolita. How do you spell that? Why does that sound familiar to me? It's, like, it's like one of the most, yeah, it's like probably the most famous or one of the most famous books. Um, it's by Vladimir Nabokov, but it's like regarded as one of the best books ever written. Um, it's like uh, I'm pulling up the page here. It's like Time 100's best books ever written, yada yada yada. But that one's written by or read by uh, Lolita, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Lolita, L O I I T A. L O L. There's also a movie by Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Huh. Interesting. It's a novel written by a Russian. I've heard about this movable print. Many authors consider it the greatest <laughs> work of the 20th century and has been included in several lists. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, my next book that I'm going to read is actually going to be The Historian, so I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah. Kelly recommended that one. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, she uh, she recommended The Historian, and then, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to read after that one, though. I've got a lot of different options. I was thinking of the Helter, Ske- Helter Skelter uh, book that might be a good one but <clears throat> there's also Charles a, Manson one yeah there's also a, a Frederick Douglass book I was thinking about reading reading too that his autobiography that what's that the the new it, one that came out it's oh, called a, Frederick's a Frederick new book Douglas. by Frederick <laughs> there's a new Mexico <laughs> yeah. it's really, a, he really sat on that for a while <laughs> right Frederick Douglass. Uh, the one that Obama recommended, right? I don't know. It's just called Frederick Douglass Prophet uh, slash. I can't read the entire. Yeah, title. I read that one. Was it good? It's uh, it's long. It's uh, it's not that good on Audible. If you're gonna read it, I'd say like actually read it, because on Audible it's just it's like forty hours. It's just like a lot gets lost in, in Audible. Oh, fair enough. And it, it was kind of repetitive, also. Fair enough. Well, I mean, could you imagine reading for 40 consecutive hours and trying to maintain some excitement in your voice? Yeah. By hour like, like 25, you'd be like, I'm going to saw my foot off to escape <laughs> the, the shackle that these assholes chained to me. And I'm going to see some sunshine, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. another book that I was thinking about reading, too. Um, let me see if I can pull it up here real quick. It's by uh, that that uh, woman who is an escaped um, uh, Ion Hersey Ali. Um, I think it's called oh, Nomad. Yeah. I was going to read that, that one. Good. So uh, which one? I think it's called Nomad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've read both of her books, Infidel and Nomad. Those are really good. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll read that one next. After. Yeah, yeah, I recommend that. Her husband has really interesting books, too. Okay. Neil Ferguson, he's a historian at, at Harvard. Uh, he wrote uh, The Square and the Peg, um, The Rothschilds. He wrote the biography on The Rothschilds. Dude, that was an interesting um, family right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's an interesting historian. I would uh, rec- uh, check out like 
all of his work. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, dude, the Ross Neil Ferguson. That that family is freaking bananas. Like I know. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Not even gonna mess with them. You think the Clintons are bad? No, thank you. Nope. <laughs> Rothschilds are great. I love them too. They're also great, and they they're the they're the best. They're the best. Delicious drugs. <laughs> Love them. Have you guys, have you guys watched that? Uh, sounds like we're winding down here. But have you guys watched that uh, Netflix show with Sasha Baron Cohen as an Israeli spy? No. No, but I've heard it's hysterical. <laughs> Hyster- no, it's a real story, and he has like a. a it's called The Spy, I think. Let me hmm. see. I just watched it, but it's a real story about a real Israeli spy, and yeah, like I kept waiting for him to like burst out into comedy but it's actually like a really good show like he's a pretty legitimate actor oh sasha baron cohen's classically trained i thought you were talking about like the skits where he would essentially like i saw one clip where he essentially went to like central texas and he's like we are going to build a multi-million dollar world-class largest footprint mosque (laughs) (laughs) i did see that yeah yeah and one of them, he plays like this ultra conservative um, uh, Israeli commando, and he's like, he's like, yes, I have uh, six year olds, and uh, we train them with uh, miniaturized like uh, assault rifles, uh, put like Hello Kitty stickers on. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, their hands are very short, so you have to like give them smaller handles, better shoot peoples. I'm like, ah, oh, dude. <laughs> I loved him. Yeah, that as, man like, is Borat. Dry does not be. <laughs> yeah. So the Jews are going hard to come to watch. after you and use the Jew claw. So how do you defend against the Jew claw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, is that like the self-defense jo- dojo? And he keeps going up to this, like the sensei and he goes, Jew claw attack, Jew claw attack. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, have you guys watched Jack Ryan? Yeah. No, that's with um, John Krasinski. Yes. Yeah, Jim's Jim. new career change is quite the quite the change. Well, you know, paper sales take in a hell of a hell of an interesting <laughs> and sticky situation from time to time. Yeah, I mean, if anything, how, I how hilarious of, of a long con joke is if he's running a mission and he just pulls out a ream of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Rain Got Wilson your order, motherfucker! Up. He just turns out it's one long prank on Dwight. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm happy uh, through the second season. It's pretty good. I'll have to check that out, guys. I hate to cut it short, but my headset is moments away from death. Yeah, we've already hit an hour and a half, so I think it's probably as good as place as any to wrap up. Yeah, good. Good time, guys. Yeah, yeah, it was a good chat. Yeah, the conversation could have been better, but otherwise, I had fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. Um, I guess we can end it by saying a few different little new updates. Um, we are now on Podchaser, which is a good place to go and listen to us. And if you want, you can even write reviews on us. So that's pretty cool. Ooh. Willie, once again, yeah. messing with your different things in your fingers. Stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was getting tried and twilight gum for myself. Oh, fair enough. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys like us, uh, give us a review. That way, if you guys also hate us, we know you know why you hate us. But we're just going to assume for now everybody loves us, because why not? 
And, I uh, live the life of a despot. I'm fantastic and everyone loves me. <laughs> uh, we're on Twitter at owl underscore podcast. And uh, we're also on Instagram. We're a lot more active now on Twitter. We are indeed. Really? Yeah. Holding some debates down. Yeah, I saw that. Ooh la la. I had, I, are those I, staying I, civil? Yeah, they are. Nah. I had a, Not mine. Yeah, yours was a little, uh, <laughs> yours was a little heated there. <laughs> Fuck you, Why man. Fuck you <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> Yeah, the one that you had, Jerry. Yeah, that was a bit bit heated. I, I actually really enjoyed it too because, like, you were what fighting against that libertarian guy or whatever it was. And yeah, that was pretty <laughs> pretty interesting. I had one with this guy that was like super anti gun the other day, so that was kind of nice. But, I saw that. Yeah. I respectfully disagree. I'm like, <laughs> come on, man, tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next guy. Next guy. Much like your face, I think. Oh, and there goes one. <laughs> God, that's perfect. Time. I know that was great. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll probably respond to you on Twitter because we uh, we don't have much better to much stuff better to do apparently. So yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah we're on the Twitter waters at... move slow at this podcast. <laughs> and then uh, you can find us on Instagram as well, and. Um, I don't know. I think that's about it. Uh, yeah. Email us at owl or the owl podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I think we might be in a magazine here soon too. Cause I sent in the questions for those interviews, but I don't know. So Ooh. here's open. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hustler, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Hustler, Pintas, yep. Playboy, you, yep. you know, the works. <laughs> yep. Come shot, come shot, boob shot, and commentary. From I even <laughs> posed for play, dude. <laughs> Don't recommend going to that particular episode, though. <laughs> yep. There was no razor anywhere near my body. I went full pickle. It was just... Got a lot of <laughs> obstruction there. <laughs> and honestly, you could lose a weed whacker down there. <laughs> Uh, but do you guys have any final thoughts? Man. Yep, all right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for having me, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All righty. All right, guys. Well, I'll talk to you later. Later. All right. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.